All right, this is the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 31. I'm your host, Josh, or Jim Oscars, as always, joined by Kyle or Fate. Thank you for being here. Hello. Got two guests this week. We have Lady Nova returning. Hello. Thank you for being here. And Thank you for got... having me. Thank you. And then we've got Wicked Django joining us for the first time. Howdy. Thank you guys for being here. Happy to have you back, Nova. Great to be here. Heidi. Yeah. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff to cover this week. We've been, I feel like we've had more topics for the last like three weeks. We just keep laying it on. I guess first and foremost, we'll uh, jump into the Halo Infinite being delayed until 2021. People weren't happy about it. Uh, when they showed the like gameplay reveal of it, people were complaining about the graphics, which I thought was weird because the game looked great. But then there were some points where like the enemies looked like they were from the original like Halo 2. That's, Yikes. Uh, that's actually what they're trying to do. Like, they wanted to keep the same art style, like, where they came from. Like, I understand mm-hmm. people don't like it because it's like, you know, they're getting bigger and better every year as far as graphics are concerned. So, you know, they kind of feel like they dropped the ball with it. Like, it should be more. Yeah, I, I see what they're saying. Like, uh, I know there was the one complaint was, like, the brute's faces looked weird. But I'm like, how often? How often are you actually going to go up right point blank range at an enemy and just stare at its face? I I don't know, man. Those (laughs) Halo enemies always seem to be right up in my business. Although it could be because I was always just trying to run past them to get to the to the end of the level as quickly as I could. Now that I'm thinking about like Halo Three, which is the one I played the most of, I was constantly like surrounded by enemies, getting hit by them. That I have not seen. I have not seen the Halo Infinite like trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Or really, I don't know. I haven't really paid much attention to Halo since Halo Reach, I guess, when it was mm-hmm. just sort of abundantly clear to me that this was just the same game done over and over and over. And I was just kind of like, well, but it's not though. Is it? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's different stories just... for every game. Well, that's a fact. Yeah, that's true. As far as gameplay goes, and I mean, I guess if I if I was really invested in the story which I was up until at least part three, but then I felt like part three just sort of put a nice bow on things with Master Chief. Yeah. And then I was just like, are we doing something else? And I went and played it, and I was just kind of like, it feels like I've I've got a nice little nest egg of memories that I don't mm-hmm. want to mix into this. You know, it's like the prequel problem, you know, or in Star Wars, it's like, I have my six movies, <laughs> I'll live with three of them, three of them are amazing, I'm just going to ignore the last three that were made. Hmm. My thing with Halo was I was fine with, I guess, ODST came out, which I never really got super into. I guess people liked that one, but I never really got into that one. And then Reach came out after that, which I was okay with that because it, it was a prequel and it kind of explained the lead up to the first game. I mean, it's literally like right before the first game starts. That's mm-hmm. uh, where it ends. And then after that, like four and five, I, I couldn't get into them as much for whatever reason. I think sort of what you were saying was they wrapped it up pretty well at the end of three um but even the thing that that was confusing to me was in i guess at the end of the second one and then even in like the entirety of the third one you have the um what are they called the elites they're on your side and throughout uh three but then you have like i don't know if they had any of the covenant in for i don't remember exactly but i know in like some of the new ones like you're fighting the elites again and it's just like, like the brutes are back. It's like, what is going on? Like, if I feel like it's kind of disjointed as far as like how when these people are on your side and when they're not, it was a bit strange. But I don't know. The as I think with Infinite, 
it seems like based on I, this isn't in the article we we're reading here i don't think but i was reading somewhere that says that infinite isn't going to be like halo 6 i mean it is the sixth in the series but i think they're going to continue building on it they're going to keep adding more like campaign and stuff like that more multiplayer it's going to be something where they just keep adding to it as opposed to coming out with more halo games as far as like main title entries are concerned so that'll i mean it's kind of interesting i just i haven't been into halo as much as i used to be well like it was the peak for me. i i really haven't been either you know i've, I've moved on to like other games and what i'm looking i'm kind of watching the trailer right now as i speak hmm. the delay though that's rough yeah, I appreciate that they're taking the time to make sure it's a good game as opposed to rushing it out the door. That's true. I, I feel like their reasoning behind it, it makes sense. You know, the pandemic is, is going to be interfering with things and release schedule, and they've already had to push back, I think, the, like the next Destiny game or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, think, I think this mm-hmm. is just going to be the new norm for pretty much any property that wasn't, I would say, in its last quarter of development prior mm. to like march you know like yeah if nothing was in its final like last legs of development for like like movies television shows video games yeah. especially i feel like everything's just going to get pushed further back you know and that's mm-hmm. just the new normal maybe yeah kyle were you ever were you ever super into halo yeah i was and still right. kind of am <clears throat> i oh, just okay. don't have anybody to play with and it's a game mm-hmm. i don't play alone it's it's hard it's a uh, I have Master Chief. Hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I I never got super into the multiplayer of it. It was just I think the ranking system in three kind of turned me off to it. Mm. I forget how it even worked. It was kind of confusing, but I never really got into it. Halo Three is probably one of the most competitive ones. Yeah, yeah, that was. I actually, you I really you get caught it. in the open. You can't just like armor lock or dodge or sprint away you mm-hmm. are gonna fight somebody i liked it because com- at least compared to the the new halo games there's a lot more bare bones it seems you don't have all those extra abilities as like gun skill essentially is what it came down to which i like in a lot of games uh, i don't know i don't know if anyone else has anything else to add uh i, I did just finish looking at the the brute trailer yeah. and the graphics uh, there a little rough it's a little little yeah. rough I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad, but it definitely feels maybe a few years behind. I mean, you look at something like, say, you know, Red Dead Redemption Two, and mm-hmm. the what the incredible detail they're able to get with those graphics. Eh, it looks like they're just kind of going with you know basic bare bones. It'll it'll That's work also for Rockstar, what we're doing. Though. That's, That's true. true. And Rockstar is very much a perfectionist when it comes to a lot of its properties. Yeah, they uh, one of the things that stood out to me too. I forget if it was the gameplay reveal or like the actual trailer, but there was one where they're pan. I think it was the gameplay because the characters like panning up, looking out over the landscape, and you can see clouds popping into to view that as they're mm. rendering. And I was like, ooh, that's not that's not what you want in a gameplay reveal, let alone the actual full game. Nova, were you ever into Halo a lot or not really? Um, a couple of years ago when they had the uh, Master Chief Collection on sale, mm-hmm. uh, my friend. He, he was my, like, adopted bigger brother back then, but, I mean, we're mm. kind of just, we don't have as close as a relationship. Anyway, he bought it for me, and we played the shit out of it, and it was amazing. Yeah. I love the story, I love the games, it was just, mm. the games were disorientating, 
trying to decide whether to fight the enemies or to just run through, but then their aggro range is ridiculous, so it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to, like, have a Mexican standoff with some enemies. <laughs> and, you know, I... you can see how good the graphics got over time, so I mm -hmm. feel like, I, I understand they want to play homage to where they came from, but at the same time, it's like, you know, these titles are still staying at like $60 and there's a new console mm. coming out so I, I feel like the graphics should be better because if they're pushing it to 2021 I feel like that's yeah. not going to come out on this Xbox it's going to come out on the new one yeah I, one of the things I like about the Master Chief collection you were mentioning I love this how many different like ways there are to play oh, each no. story because yeah. there's so many different like um, Vidmaster challenges I think is what they were called there's so many different things like that. You can add the skulls in for different things. You can try doing the lasso playthroughs, which some of us are more of a Stop. fan of than others. Stop. <laughs> but, never again. But even still, even if you don't like that, there's so many different options you can do to kind of experience it in a new way. So you can keep playing through the same stories, but it's a different experience because of the different ways you can play through it. Yeah. Moving on from Halo, uh, not a game I'm necessarily that enthused about to begin Apex. with. Apex. It's not Apex. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it's, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's uh, Apple kicking Fortnite off of the App Store. Oh, who cares? Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, <laughs> mainly because it's it's a big game and there's a lot of money to be made. Um, I don't know why Epic is making a big deal about Apple in particular. I do. Do you? Okay. I'll let um, you speak then. So. What Apple is doing is if anybody tries to use their app store, they charge mm -hmm. them a 30% fee. Yes. So Epic Games has a fee, Amazon has a fee, everybody. So mm -hmm. that increases the prices to the customers. So mm -hmm. what Epic is saying is you can get things directly from our store and the prices are cheaper. Uh, the yeah. only reason their prices are increased is because they have to go through Apple. Now, on a side note, Apple's technically trying to create a monopoly because if anybody wants to sell on their platform, they have mm -hmm. to pay Apple for it. Yeah. And that's like not what Android is doing at all. Android's better, that's why. Agreed. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we're not the, making the favorite here. <laughs> that's the old age-old argument, right? Is, you know, PC versus Mac, Android versus Apple. I think yeah. this is just, I mean... I have my own feelings about Apple, and I am an Apple iPhone user, and it is the only yeah. Apple product that I own, and it will only ever be the only Apple product that I own, and I'm probably not even going to keep the iPhone after I'm done with this version, probably going to switch over to Android, because Apple, yes. since, I mean, I got to say, the whole company's really just gone downhill ever since Steve died, and uh, very true. they're very, they're much more interested now in carving out proprietary income for themselves than I think mm -hmm. in actually innovating or pushing markets forward. I agree. Cause they say that 30% fee to everybody is safety of users. So how is charging an extra 30% for selling on your store? if like increasing the safety of users. These are mm -hmm. all products that are already established, you know, big game companies. It's not like some little third parties trying to cut in. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It comes after two after they prevented Xbox from having the X Cloud streaming yep. on uh, Apple as well, which is frustrating. Uh, you mentioned you only have a, an iPhone. Uh, that's not the case for me. I've got my iPhone. 
I've got my MacBook Pro. Ah. I've got the iPads. Mm. Got the iMac. Waste so, of money. I like them all. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I genuinely like them. I really do. I, I mean, they. I will say that Apple is maybe one of the more user-friendly, like for anybody mm-hmm. to like pick up an Apple product. It's it's intuitive, you know. Like give give your grandmother yeah. an iPad, and I bet within maybe a half hour she's already surfing YouTube and then logged herself into the Facebook. You know, and yeah. and that's always been Apple's kind of go-to. Even I mean, if you want to go way way back to like those old Mac computers, the ones that had like the pl- the colorful plastic casings, oh my God. where it was just the monitor. The monitor and mm-hmm. the computer were in like a giant, like old TV style monitor, and it was all yeah. for like you know everything you need is in this box. You don't need to go yeah. to the store and get the other things. You don't have to go to a salesman, and it just plug and play, and it's super easy for everybody. In a time when I imagine a lot of people feel left behind by how fast technology was moving, and that's still true today. But I mean, Apple now just sort of garners a cult-like status mm-hmm. with a lot of its products. And I'm just not so much into the cult. I feel that there's better products for a similar price range. And and not only that, but I, I cannot stress enough how much I dislike the sort of proprietary repair options that is sort of becoming yeah. rampant yeah, in this society now. That if you buy a product from a company, that company can be the only company to ever touch your work on it. And it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. that is the very antithesis of capitalism. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now you don't have a free market. You have a monopoly where that person can charge you whatever they want, just like with the App Store. Yeah. Yeah, The like I said, the main reason I have Apple products, one, I like my iPhone. I, I just, I, I like it. And with the, the computers, I like them because they're good for me to, to work on, mm-hmm. be it like media and things like that. I like editing on them, uh, like video or uh, like I use a lot of like the Adobe products. I use Final Cut. A lot of this stuff just works. I like it on the on my uh, my Mac, uh, but I still have my PC, obviously that I use for like gaming and a lot of the other recording and stuff like that. I mean, so I mean, a lot of its preference and how it performs for the particular task I'm using it for. Uh, I th- the one other thing I'd like to touch on is just that the pricing difference. You know that mm. oh Apple's overpriced. That oh, yeah. the pricing on the I mean, if they are adding a thirty percent markup to Mm -hmm. all purchases on the app store because that's their cut from a consumer standpoint that's terrible for for you not it also because the new phones that are coming out with the new system upgrade old phones aren't going to work on it so not only are they charging you that 30 percent fee to use your store they're charging consumers to get a whole new phone that's another eight hundred dollars that's a generously low price <laughs> yeah, I, I think mine was fourteen hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say I think eight hundred and a kidney is actually the down payment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say like a lot of times people will compare like the MacBook, uh, some version of it to the Microsoft Surface Pro. I think is what it's called, right? And those are pretty expensive. I looked at those at one point; they were way more expensive than I expected. But I, you know, I don't, I don't, I've never used a, a Surface Pro, so I don't know what it comes with. So it might be a, a better deal than the, the MacBook. I, I really can't say. I would say my biggest question about this whole situation, which I'm sure it would be very difficult for the common consumer to find out, is like speaking specifically of the in, the in-game store, the app store, with in regards mm-hmm. to what's going on with Fortnite, and I don't even play the game, but it doesn't matter if I played or not because it does sort of 
affect any game, is that hmm. as a consumer, you're paying more to make the same purchase on on the Apple store than you are on the Android store. Mm-hmm. And it's hmm. maybe like I'm looking here and it says, uh, you know, that the V bucks equivalent to 10 bucks in game now costs just seven ninety nine if you yeah. pay Epic directly. Otherwise, it's nine ninety nine through the Apple store. My question is, what is that two bucks going for? Yeah. What as a consumer, what does that two dollars get me? And Apple seems to say that it's some sort of security thing. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I it's don't bullshit. think I buy that. Yeah, I don't think I buy that. I think <laughs> that's shenanigans. Yeah, I don't know. It. Like I said the reason, the main reason I brought it up was just because it's a popular game, and it's sure it obviously um, affects a lot of people. Yeah, and it's just one more thing uh, Apple has done against gaming lately. Which is annoying to me because a lot of the games in the App Store now, even though I don't download really any games, sometimes I'll, I'll be bored and I'll try and scroll through and find something to play. And so many of them are part of the uh, like uh, Apple Games or whatever it's called. I forget it. It's like part of their subscription service. Mm. And that's what bugs me. Like they're trying to get every, all these new games to come under their subscription service as opposed to like one-off games that you can just pay like three bucks for to download. Instead, you have to pay the monthly fee to download all these. To have, it's like Xbox Game Pass for Apple. Well, I, fe- I feel that eventually one day we are going to be moving almost entirely into a model like that. That's yeah, just that's where the, the sharing economy is sort of just where everything is moving to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of, like we talked about this before about with the uh, is Xbox getting rid of gold or not? Things like that mm-hmm. and making multiplayer free. But it's it's all about trying to get as much, and it makes sense. Like they're trying to make as much money as they possibly can. I think a lot of it, like with the Apple, like whatever their Game Pass system is, it I think a lot of it has to do with like you're going to charge people, and you know a certain number of those, certain percentage of the people that buy that aren't going to get the value out of it that they spend on it, but they're not going to cancel, or they'll just forget that they have it as well. I don't know, but we can move on from Fortnite. I know Kyle's a huge Fortnite fan. So he's really disappointed that that yeah, got removed off of. What's Fortnite? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll move on to uh, some streaming news. We have, well, we'll start with uh, Doctor Disrespect trying to design a map for Rogue Company. I believe. Ooh. Uh, he, I forget if he reached out on his stream, but he reached out to them saying he wanted to design a a map. They got back to him. Uh, with like a challenge of hey if you can come up with a, a little design we'll bring you on and uh, we'll see where that goes I think Nova you said you were playing Rogue Company right? Yeah it's it's a really good game I mentioned they actually just added a new game mode a couple days ago I haven't played it yet but I'm like super excited too um, hmm. I, I enjoy the art style I mean it's kind of you either capture the point or you just Flat out trying to kill the other team with a limited amount of respawns. Can you yeah, kind of explain what the game is? Because um, I haven't seen anything about it hardly. So, Rogue Company is a first person shooter. It's a 4v4. You've got several different classes you can choose from, you know, like a, a tank or a healer. Um, there's a woman who has uh, like a throwing knife that explodes if it hits something. There's a lot yeah. of different customization as well. They haven't released skins or anything yet, but when you yeah. start each game, uh, you earn money for kills, for capturing the point, uh, reviving people, and you spend that money to upgrade guns, get perks, uh, get like grenades and secondaries and stuff. 
So you can play each game differently. It's not yeah. just, you know, you start with COD and you can just stay with one loadout. You can change it every time to fit how that game's going to play because not every game actually plays the same. Like, some yeah. people cannot res. Uh, some people could just want to go for straight outright killing the other team instead of doing the objective. So it really just depends on your playstyle. Hmm. I mean, it sounds to me like... is that is It sounds very similar to that game mode in Call of Duty. Isn't that Warzone? Isn't that what it's called? Where you have these missions and you can buy upgrades throughout the game and pick up things or whatnot? I, I don't Is that similar? There's no upgrading. It is not a battle royale. Oh, okay. Um, Got it. Yeah, think of it more as like kind of Ballarat. Overwatch. Like, oh, okay. you've got TDM or Domination. MOBA? Is that what they're called, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I went into the apps, into the uh, Xbox Live game store and watched the trailer for it, and I gained no information from it. <laughs> the trailer is completely useless. It does not provide any information other than here are a couple of characters that, and this chick has a sword. I was actually going like, to play Rogue Company okay. earlier. Maybe they but... feel that that's all they need to sell you on. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> sword chick, what else do you need I'm to like, know? I'm yeah. like, I don't even know what kind of game this is. I've There's no gameplay at all. I have no idea what it was. Maybe they're doing that, like, sort of less is more marketing where, like, you're building, like, a building outside and they have a big tarp over it and the tarp just says soon and you're like, ooh, yeah. what is that? And then it's, like, a Froyo place and you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't get depressed over those. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, I saw that. was uh, He was trying to design a map, so we'll see how he goes. I know he had, like, 400,000 some people watching his uh, YouTube stream, which kind of brings up our next thing, which is uh, over half a million people watched Shroud start back up on Twitch. Uh, it was a little over 500,000. For a lot of that, they were just watching a starting soon uh, page. Which is what Doctor Disrespect had done his first stream back. These people have so many viewers; it's really disappointing. Well, Shroud's good. <laughs> he also was pro. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just like, ah, oh, man. I hit double digits, and I'm excited. He's over here. Ah, oh, shit. Half a million. All right. Well, why did you start streaming? The difference between you two, uh, though. Three in so, the afternoon. <laughs> like they stay on the stream starting soon screen for like a freaking half an hour yeah. and then they don't even engage their chat like when shroud was on this or uh me and a couple friends went into his streams he was playing dead by daylight we were like oh okay mm. you know we see you didn't talk to chat didn't take any advice it's just like i There's understand it's harder in the chat. when you're a bigger streamer but you could right. also slow down the chat you could you this know advertise hey if you spend this many in-channel points that you get for being here you can have your message highlighted. He doesn't yeah. do anything for viewer engagement or try to retain. It's just he plays the game and he's like, I'm this big tough guy now. Whereas you, chat, you care about just everybody. Emotes. You talk to everybody. Probably. You promote yourself. I think, yeah. I think when, I mean, 500,000 viewers is an absurd number. Uh, yeah, that's an absurd number for some cable television programs, you know, like the walking dead averages, like maybe 3 million people watching like a mid season episode and mm -hmm. you're, and that's a, like a, now like a syndicated nationally known show. And you're talking about like a six of that audience could also be watching this streamer. That is one in my mind, 
just a testament to how absolutely huge streaming video games can become. Yeah. I think a lot of people realize that too once uh, like the lockdown started for coronavirus. You saw a huge uptick in people doing that. Oh, yeah. started with it. Even amongst like celebrities. Like uh, what's the guy? Henry Cavill, right? He had <laughs> a stream where he built a PC, which I thought was interesting mm. that he was streaming him building a PC because obviously he had to be streaming from something. Right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that that whole but, oh. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, it's like stuff like that. Like um, Arian Foster, football player, he streams a lot on Twitch. Um, oh, who's I know a lot of like athletes do that. I was trying to think. There's somebody else that started that I can't think of now. But you see it a lot with a lot of these celebrities are are starting to stream more. Well, I mean, it, it, first of all, if you're a celebrity and you start streaming, you mm-hmm. already have a built-in audience. So you've yeah. already accomplished like 90% of the work to get mm-hmm. you to the point where, you know, like uh, you throw out any, any hot celebrity, like if Miley Cyrus started playing Overwatch, she's, she's automatic, automatically going to have a hundred thousand people, at least of her yeah. millions of fans to at least tune in and watch, which already puts that person in a huge advantage with like monetizing their stream, getting like endorsement deals. Yeah. That's like I mean, an instant partner. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty. It definitely is <laughs> works out well for people who jump over to that. But you know what? Good for them anyway, because you're branching out and you're making money in different fashions, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And Shroud got a ten million dollar buyout from uh, Mixer for the remainder of his contract, which apparently he uh, spent a lot of that. He got a uh, he rented out a private jet. He did that. Um, was it an island, I think I saw at some point here, too? Yes, yeah, I believe he bought an Around. island for yep. like $750,000. Yeah. Which, like, all right. to be fair, uh, there are homes not 10 miles from where I am sitting here in Phoenix, Arizona, that mm. are $750,000. Yeah. So, and he got an island. So, I mean, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. People are mad about it, and I don't understand why. It's like he earned his money. It's his money. Yeah. Why does it matter? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he probably got like fifteen thousand of it from that one kid that his mom had to charge back for. <laughs> I, I think, you know, criticizing people f- for spending money in in certain situations, I think, is one just morally wrong. Um, mm. You can maybe give them a well. I don't know if uh, I would have spent that. And maybe that was uh, a bit foolish or whatnot. But to be actually like really angry of like, oh, think of all the kids you could be feeding with that. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah. He like, made... what are you doing with your money? Exactly. Where... He made $10 million playing a video game. And I mean, mm-hmm. what do you do? Do you, do you make a lot of money? What do you do with your extra money? Do you send it to kids in Africa? Just because, just because he has like a ton more doesn't necessarily mean that he needs to be more frugal with it or more responsible. But it, is it? irresponsible to spend three quarters of a million dollars on an island i don't know i don't have that money it depends what he does with the island maybe he'll uh he'll feed children on the island you never know <laughs> if it has children maybe it's yeah. maybe it's just a dessert island i mean i don't know i don't i definitely don't like the idea of criticizing people who have worked really hard to make their money um in legitimate fashions mm-hmm. to then say well you should you should just you shouldn't make purchases like that. 
if you're making their money in illegitimate fashions and it's like you're not paying your taxes and you made 15 billion dollars it's like man you should probably put some of that somewhere where it will help people yeah (laughs) oh man well i'll I'll move on to something kyle will be more interested in which is apex legends (laughs) who who said i was interested in that (laughs) You did earlier when you said Apex Legends. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. You're like super hype, my dude. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You guys are lying. Uh, Apex Legends probably won't be getting a new map in season six after all. That's apparently. not gonna be. Damn, I'm devastated. Sounded. I'm. I don't really care. I was. No. The way they were talking, I thought they were gonna add destruction. They said they were gonna, uh, quote unquote, add. Uh, you can explore a revamped map. Which yes. Is basically what. It's World's Edge, but fortified. All those harvesters are going to be now fortified, and some places are going to be gone. People are going to get mad because it's not the same. It's like, well, Mm. bitch, get over it and fucking deal with it. Yeah. And they're adding a new character, Rampart, as well. OP. She's going to be fucking OP. Her fortified walls are going to be terrible. (laughs) Because you can shoot through them if they're yours, but if they're not, you can't shoot through them. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you said you've been grinding out Apex a bit, haven't you? Yep, every day. Nice. What are you grinding out for? Just ass? prepping for season six. Trying okay. to. Get, I'm actually trying to get the last heirloom. Okay. Okay. And that'll get you like a customization item, right? Yeah. If you get like all of them, it gives you like a special outfit or something for. Uh, no. Is it Loba? No. Never mind. Oh. I. I don't know where the fuck you heard that. <laughs> I have no idea. I just, I'm just making it up. I, I don't play the game enough to know. What do you get? What do you get for collecting all the heirlooms? Nothing. Satisfaction of just having all the heirlooms and rub it in people's faces. Great. Feels bad. Hmm. Well, that's a lot less than I expected. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. You don't play. <laughs> I, you, not fair point. Fair point. But yeah, you're grinding out for that. You actually played uh, Warzone today. Played you? one game you... and realized how one much. Game. That fucking game is full of pussified retards. It's oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. I had a guy laying in the grass with a, with uh, the heartbeat sensor, just laying there in the middle of a field in this patch of grass. Kills me. And I was playing the solar respawn, so I dropped mm, in, okay. grabbed my shit, and then he instantly moved to the building. I checked the building for loot, yeah. and uh, he was in the building, and he crouched behind me and killed me. It's like, bud, <laughs> I got on the mic and I'm like, yo, is this how you play this game? Like, am I just <laughs> playing this wrong? Yeah, I saw there was a, an 80 gig update to that. You know what week. it was for? Ooh. You know what Ooh. it was fucking for? A goddamn gun's imagine. recoil. <laughs> what? That damage. Man. PlayStation and PC and shit had like less than a gig. And we're over here dropping fucking 60 gig updates on a fucking I, gun. I found out why that is. I found out why oh. that is because it the exact same thing happens in Dead by Daylight. Is no. every time there is a patch, you have to re-download the entire game. Which you know, when you first bought it, when I first I'm bought not, it, I think it was like four gigs. Now gigs. it's at like now it's like ballooned up to sixteen gigs, which is okay. It's not that big, but it is annoying. I found out why is because apparently Microsoft requires you to actually do a new build. Every time you want to do a patch. So you have to just re-release the whole game. And I assume that that is to help with when a person downloads the game off of 
the store for the first time, they're getting yeah. the correct version, the yeah. up-to-date yeah. version, and not have to wait. But it is insanely annoying. And a 60 gigabyte update, my dude, I'm sorry. 60 is nice. 80 is worse. 80 is worse, <laughs> yeah. That's bad. Uh, That's well, why I won't download Elder Scrolls Online, because who the hell wants to upload, or sorry, download 100 gigs? No thanks. I do. <laughs> well, you're a glutton for punishment, my dude. I love watching that bar take 70 minutes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> they said uh, Dead by Daylight might be teasing a new killer. I don't know if you guys watched the little teaser from it. I oh, have. Yeah. What do you guys think the killer is? Do you think it's like a like a known character or like a, a custom character that they're designing? I, it's not going to be licensed, in my opinion. The, okay. <clears throat> there are leaks. License is a better word. Thank on you, leaks yeah. by Daylight that show the, the latest build of the game. Which still ha- which has the code coming up for the new character as it does have it listed the currencies, and you can buy it with the freemium currency in the game. Okay. So, which you just grind for, and they can't yeah. do that with licensed characters. You have to buy it with the actual premium currency to get licensed. So it looks like it's you're, an original character. So you're talking about the uh, what are they shards or something? Shards, like the blue yeah. and red. Yeah, Instead yeah, of oryx cells, which are the the actual cost yeah. real moolah to to get those. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people theorize it could be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde theme. I don't know about that. Uh, they said because it's like an alchemist character. Interesting. Who knows? Who knows? I well, there is. wouldn't say it's an alchemist character. So my theory is it's already the end of August. So they're probably going to announce it in about two weeks. So it's probably mm-hmm. going to come out around Halloween. So I'm hoping sense. we have another Hallowed Blight event because I really enjoyed that event. But I don't know. Um, but from the video, it sounded like he had ingested something and he was groaning in, like, pain. Um, I don't know what it's going to be, but it sounds like it might fit with Halloween, just because of the color scheme as well. Um, some of the other videos released through the Hallowed Light event, they had the same color tone of the yellow and the orange. And that's Hmm. the notice, so I think it might be for Halloween. Interesting. I'm really just hoping it's Rick from Rick and Morty. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of new characters, uh, Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell coming to Rainbow Six Siege. So that's kind of interesting that they're adding him in. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever played a lot of uh, Splinter Cell games or not. Oh, I, You know what? I played the original <laughs> way back nice. in the day <laughs> on like PSX, you know, PlayStation yeah. original. Um. Back then, it was a uh, fantastic game, and I've kind of kept my eye on it, and it looks great. Mm-hmm. It looks like a good series, and it looks really neat, and uh, I, I just kind of like how, not not necessarily just with here, but just that seems to be a common thread now, that there's so many video game licenses sort of switching hands, and you know this character, you can play it in this game, and this character from yeah. this one franchise, you can play it in this totally other game. Mm-hmm. That's really fun, and I'm sure Sam Fisher will fit perfectly into the rainbow six universe i have played original the original rainbow six a few rainbow sixes and that'll, yeah. that'll be nice played the crap out of the uh, rainbow six vegas and vegas 2 with my dad when mm-hmm. i was growing up we always played a uh, terrorist hunt that was a ton of fun um the downside being rainbow six siege has a pretty toxic community i don't know what you're talking about they're angels <laughs> <laughs> i mean do we know like what is a popular game 
that does not have a, a popular multiplayer competitive game that does not have a toxic community. Apex. Huh? Bullshit. I don't get. I get hate mail, but I don't get hate Bullshit. mail as much as I do in Rainbow Six. Wow. My favorite story from oh, Rainbow GTA. Six Siege is uh, mm. is when I was I was playing it. I don't know if it was before the first DLC came out, but I was playing online and I was just playing with a bunch of randoms. And I aced the round. I killed the entire enemy team on my own. And my team voted to kick me because I took their kills. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. I was like, awesome. I'm glad we're all about teamwork here. I'm, I'm helping <laughs> us out and I get kicked. Yeah, imagine kicking Kobe Bryant off of the team because he's scoring too yeah. many points. It's like, okay. you know what, Kobe? Like we don't need so you. Good. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> if I remember right, Titanfall wasn't really that toxic. Not that competitive. <laughs> I... F- I think I think he's actually kind of right because I feel like a lot of people felt like they were doing well just by killing the ads, like the like AI and multiplayer. Oh, yeah. I think that game did a good job making you feel like you were doing better than you actually were. I mean, and that, well, not to say people didn't do good at the game, but like I think even lower level players could feel like they were accomplishing something because it's they were getting kills on these other characters, even if they weren't necessarily other actual players, which may have removed some of the competitiveness. But then that game series died out, unfortunately. I don't know. So did the, did it mean? land as well? Huh? Well, but I'm sh- did it land as well as uh, that it that it was advertised? I mean, I know that it was hyped, and there was a ton spent on the marketing for it. I mean, did it? Yeah. Did it land the well? The first one sold well. I just okay. think that the multiplayer died out. I just feel like people weren't as interested in the multiplayer. The and when the second one came out, on the second one, because they changed the whole hmm. mechanic of how you kill the titans. Like each titan. Um, mm-hmm. they now have a specific weak spot. Like, you know, one uh, it's okay. the head, one it's the back, one it's the front. So it made it more challenging to actually do something in two. I definitely liked the first one more. Just mm-hmm. because of the simplicity of it, considering everything that you have to do in the match. Hmm. People seem to really love the campaign of the second one, but I didn't hear about hardly anything outside of that about the game. And obviously, like I said, we have Apex now, which is the spiritual successor, I guess you'd say. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's doing well. It was very hyped at launch, and it met its standards. It did, yeah. It's done better than they expected, I imagine, honestly. Um, Yeah, with the way Apex is going, I don't know that they're going to make another Titanfall game, at least called Titanfall. They might do something more related to Apex Legends as opposed to a standalone Titanfall game. But who knows? Um, moving on, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to add about that, but I had a, I was going to move on to Rick and Morty, Dan Harmon. Those Dan Harmon stories are juicy. I've got, I've got plenty to say on those Dan Harmon stories. (laughs) So I have two links here. The first one is people wanting to cancel Rick and Morty over an old video Dan Harmon previously apologized for. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the video. It was kind of, it was kind of awful. It was. It's, it's not funny. It's crass. That's really not. But I am a fan of dark humor, and that was not dark humor. That was just uh, like that was just utterly terrible. Yeah, and it I was love weird. dark humor. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I'm a I am a, a dark soul, and the video <sighs> I don't feel like I feel everyone's reaction to the sort of the overreaction to it. I don't know if it warrants an overreaction in my opinion because it it, it is yes it's simulated rape of an infant, but I feel mm-hmm. like. When you look, it would be a very different story if that was a latex-looking, realistic, like, baby doll that they use mm-hmm. for, like, surgery scenes in ER. 
But instead, it's it's a ten dollar plastic doll that you get from a Walgreens toy aisle, and I yeah. and, and I feel like it is completely crass and it is not funny. It's and I could definitely it is distasteful, and yeah. I can definitely see why Showtime would not run a pilot with that. But yeah. to to now come back to it like after he apologized and said, yeah, that was just kind of crap. To then go, okay, well, we want to cancel your other project, your other property that has nothing to do with that, mm-hmm. because at one time you made a bad joke. I think what what's annoying too is people are like, oh, we need to cancel this show because one person that's associated with it did something bad a while back. Everyone else should also be punished for something they had nothing to do with. That's what frustrates me. Well, that's like, the we... that's the Roseanne Barr thing, you know, with the Roseanne reboot mm-hmm. that was two years ago that. You know, there was a lot of people's careers that it was reviving, a lot of writers coming into play and all the cast. And this is what Roseanne said. And it's it's unfortunate that one person's action, which was her own, mm-hmm. resulted in all of them losing their jobs. Yeah, that is unfortunate. But on the flip side, can you let that behavior go on without making a stance? You think the appropriate thing would just be if like if they're going to do anything with Dan Harmon, would you speed remove him from the show and let the show continue on? Because probably. I, yeah. Uh, one of the, th- I don't even think that's, I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. No, because I, it, it, I, he it's already an old apologized video. for it. Yeah. It, this that's is, what, this is an yeah. old news that you're trying to like dig up again. Uh, mm-hmm. how and, many times and, are you going to punish someone for the same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. It's like, it's as though it's a similar, not quite the same. I get this, but it's similar to like sending someone to prison for theft and then being like, Oh man, remember when he, he robbed that guy? Dude, he should go to jail for that again. <laughs> I'm still not over it. <laughs> right. Uh, and and that's that is one of the issues that I have the most with sort of some of the cancel culture. Like I do understand yeah. that there are certain things that just shouldn't be shouldn't be out there in my opinion and but I don't know who gets to decide that. Do we all get to decide it? Is it the people who run it that get to decide that? Hi, yeah. Censoring arts, it's very it's a very gray issue at least for me that that I almost have to judge on a case by case basis. Mm. Because there's so many moving parts into whether or not because of this person did X, then Y should occur. I think the problem, too, is people, it's so easy to damage someone's career. Regardless of like what, like, again, I'll, I'll continue on with the other link, which was uh, Dan Harmon apologizing uh, to a community writer, Megan Gans, for sexually harassing her. And it's a similar thing where he had, uh, she he had already apologized to her for, I guess, is what it sounded like, according to her. And then she decided to put it on social media for like a second round of damaging his image, which I think was kind of weird. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Uh, she she does seem to make it sure that I think at the because I read I read the whole article. Mm hmm. And I looked through it and, you know, she she mentioned in the article that she had gotten an apology before, but yeah. she felt like it it wasn't resonating as well with her or the fact with everyone else because no one knew about the apology. Like no one knew exactly what had happened and what had put her through and what he was apologizing for mm-hmm. other than there was some, you know, quote unquote, sexual misconduct in the mm-hmm. workplace, un- end quote. And she she put him on blast for it. And. Yeah. I, I'm going to kind of take her side a little bit here is that in her situation, in this instance, I think that, uh, yeah, she, she was probably entitled to that because, you know, it, 
she was put in a position where an authority figure over her mm-hmm. was essentially blackmailing her into sex or sexual favors uh, for advancement in her position. And when she refused him, he pretty much just put her in her place and said, uh, well, then if you're just a writer, you're going to be just a writer. And it's Fair like, point. that's that's sleazy. That's scuzzy. That's one yeah. of the worst things I think you could do in an office. I mean, people find out about that. Your entire confidence in a whole office is just shredded. And yeah. I think she deserves to have her story be told. And then I also think that Dan Harmon's apology was mm. spot on, 100% appropriate. And I feel like he should be forgiven because he appears to be somebody who has, has learned his lesson. And I think there I needs disagree. to be a lot more redemption. Okay. <laughs> I, let allow me to be silent. After you. Yes. Um. So you know, a lot of times in these instances, everybody apologizes for doing a behavior, but then they just go around and do the same behavior again because they're like, "Oh, James Charles, I apologize this. Mm. I apologize this first time. You know, I got off the hook again. Oh crap! Uh, I just did it again. Oh hey, the apology worked last time. Let me do it again." There's no repercussions. Everybody hmm. is just like, you know, I'm going to apologize bastard. and it's it all going to be okay. But that's not it. There needs to be repercussions. You can't just say, I'm sorry for some things and it'll be okay. Because that just seems like everybody's go-to who's famous or has power. It's just, I'm going to apologize and then everything's going to work out. And then I can do this okay. again, you know, in a couple that's months. That's also a fair point. The th- yeah, the reason- just, there's no accountability. The thing that bugged me about putting on Twitter, I don't like when people like it. All you have to do is say they did it and people are going to bandwagon onto it. Like, look at happened to uh, Johnny Depp, right? The accusations get put out there. Nobody has any information on it. And all of a sudden his career is just tanking because like uh, the public response to something that in the end didn't actually even happen. But it gets picked up by all these news outlets and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's like oh it's not true and then nobody really talks about it although in his case fortunately it has become a bit of a story that it wasn't true but even so you know he's lost out on the pirates of the caribbean franchise he's lost out on probably a lot of other films that he would have been able to do otherwise uh he actually disney said they were going to take him back since it was so Uh, the the whole thing is i did not say that yet someone especially like a company like disney they're supposed to be family friendly and one of their workers is accused of you know abusing someone else Mm -hmm. they can't risk having that as part of their image so Mm -hmm. they were trying to like keep it safe so they were just like you know we can't have you for this because of you know abusing supposedly i know i know what happened don't add me anybody but you know like you supposedly abused this woman so we can't have you on our ticket because mm-hmm. that's going to look bad for us. No, I, I see what you're saying from their point of view. They actually sent him yeah. an apology after everything got out. Yeah. Now, my, my issue is that there's no due process a lot of times with these things. Where yes. People just post what they do, what true. they say. They'll post these accusations. They don't even need to have a follow-up in a lot of these cases because the damage has been done. They can just they can do the Homer Simpson back into the bushes and let, let it all play <laughs> out. Well, yeah. piggybacking on that, I... What you said right there is is really uh, really applies to what I want to like maybe say the first half of the Johnny Amber drama is for whatever mm-hmm. reason I am not a celebrity gossip person I really could care less 
But no, the Johnny thing. Amber thing, for whatever reason, captured my interest because it was there was a lot of really outlandish things that were being accused, and I was like, that sounds like some really crazy, crazy relationship. I'm gonna click that. I'm not into it, but I'm gonna click it. Hmm. But the Johnny Amber thing is that in the first half, you were. I feel like, yeah, there was no trial there for Johnny at all. Yeah. It was guilty, guilty, guilty. There was no due process. And, you know, and I think, you know, that's, that is part of the culture of this sort of situation. And, yeah. but then when he has due process, because now they're in a lawsuit dealing with their mm-hmm. divorce, we start to find out that there's evidence now that seemed to support Johnny's story about that Amber Heard is crazy, that she she faked her injuries, and that they have proof. So now you're starting to hear a totally different story um, that is now in a court battle. And that's yeah. obviously, you. I mean, you can't just look at a piece of evidence in a courtroom and, and take any real conclusion to that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the tide is definitely turning, at least for them, that I, like she's like Nova said that Disney was thinking about bringing Johnny back. I think I think they're kind of like, oh wow, there's actually maybe we were a little rough on Johnny because it may be that this isn't the way it is after all. Yeah. But I mean, we will only know, I guess, from what we read in the papers, and people mm-hmm. closer to them will make the real decisions. But I want to I want to go back and just kind of add a little bit to what Nova had said okay. about. Um, the whole situation with Dan Harmon and, and his mm-hmm. accuser. Um, at the end of the article, she said that she did accept his apology. Yeah, she did. Forgive and, him. and I, she did say that. And yeah. I do, I do agree with Nova a lot that there are individuals out there that are serial offenders mm-hmm. that keep on just passing off apologies, you know, as if they're free candies on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that obviously, those and what is more infuriating is that those people still have an audience. Yeah, you get the bite-sized apology, but you want the full size. It's, right. it's really frustrating. Yeah. And I feel like from us, from consumers, um, I feel like everybody deserves at least one shot at a at an apology. And then if mm-hmm. they do it again, well, guess what? Uh, yeah, it looks like you're Bill Cosby, or you know, you're. Yeah. You're this other person where it's like, okay, one time there might be some shenanigans or there might be you did something bad, but you say you apologize, you're going to learn your lesson. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The second time, I think we can start just going, oh, you know, this guy obviously is a jerk <laughs> and he should not be supported at all. Yeah. No, I, I agree with what you guys are saying from, from both sides of things. Like I said, I, the thing that just annoys me is because you see it so often is things being brought up from the past that have already been like the punishment has already been doled out. I, I hate things get brought back up like, oh, man, round two, we're going to bring you down again. Right. That al- along with the lack of due process because of the way social media works, where people are just excited to help like peg, take someone down a couple of pegs. Yeah, they want the drama. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it shows you how powerful social media can be as mm-hmm. a weapon or or as a shield depending on how you use it you know you can you could end someone's career with one finely crafted lie yeah. if you were if you had enough sort of clout behind your accusation mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of frightening and, and i bet the damage the instant damage done to whoever that is um is very long lasting and has a deep and profound effect on the rest of their personal and professional lives. 
regardless yeah. of one way or another if they did or didn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. if they did do it, what they're being accused of, okay, well, to hell with them then, I guess. Yeah. You know, whatever. They can they made their bed, they can lie in it. But it does feel especially unfair and unjust for a person who may not have actually committed an offense to then mm-hmm. attempt to be dragged, you know, through the mud for something. Um I agree. Yeah, it's it's sort of like I guess the inverse, I guess you'd say. Like in court, you have to prove like if there's any doubt at all that somebody committed the crime, they aren't they can't be guilty. Like can they can't be convicted, I guess is the right phrase. Like if if the if the jurors have have any doubt, it's like, "Oh, we didn't convince them beyond a reasonable doubt that they committed the crime, so they can't be held accountable." It's I feel like the, the op- Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say I feel like the court of public opinion always requires far less evidence. <laughs> yeah, well, where I was going with it yeah. was it's the inverse of that in that even if what these people accuse like a celebrity of aren't true, now there is doubt in their character. It's like, sure. oh, they, you know, they might not have done that, but there was an accusation thrown like they could it's, you know, it's even though it might not be true, it's still kind of like that little bit of a looming shadow on there. You know, it's a yeah, little bit of a, a black mark on there. It's a scarlet letter. It's a scarlet yeah. letter. You know, it's a it's sort of a, a sort of Damocles, you know, mm-hmm. hanging over their head for the rest of their career, at least for, you know, for the immediate future. And yeah, you say, oh, I've heard weird things about that person. Are you sure you want to hang out with them? And it's just like, no, they seem cool. And it's like, but in the Hollywood culture, I can't even fathom really what these these sort of accusations actually do, because yeah. Hollywood culture is like an alien universe like it's a whole it's like an alien planet that they sort of look human and they speak english but the world works in a very different way over there and i mm-hmm. and that's not about anything to do with their culture it has more to do just with like decision making and what mm-hmm. is and isn't tolerated and how there's double standards and it's uh you know it's it's all very baffling to somebody who has grown in up in a kind of a, yeah. a dusty little town yeah kyle you mentioned james charles i know nothing about this can you expand upon who he is it's nobody important he's okay. just it's hard to explain he was going through this whole drama bullshit where he'd do shit apologize and then do shit again and then apologize again and then do shit again it's fucking annoying okay well, he's over dramatic fucking ah. one right. of those guys <laughs> Uh, we'll move on then to, uh, uh, well, I've got two kind of disappointing, not disappointing, sad topics. One is that five-year-old that was shot while riding his bike. Very sad. People say he deserved it because he's white. Yeah, it's awful. Like, what is wrong with you? Fucking kid's five, and he was just about to start kindergarten. Just because he's white doesn't mean he's fucking racist. Yeah. He's just living his fucking life. I guess the reasoning they said the guy did was because he rode the bike into his yard or something. Yeah. That still doesn't yeah. mean you shoot a five-year-old. Sure, I mean, okay. For doing that. that doesn't mean you shoot. Hey, don't ride my yard. You don't even shoot. You don't shoot a gun if somebody's just in your lawn. That's also illegal, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I have I have gone through Second Amendment classes. I was a firearm instructor. If somebody is just standing on your lawn and mm-hmm. you shoot them, you're probably going to go to jail for that because you have to be able to prove that <laughs> deadly force was the yeah. only thing that you could do to solve whatever situation you were in. Yeah. That's why it's like always reserved for things like armed robbery, rape, attempted murder, arson of an occupied structure. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you see somebody trying to throw a Molotov cocktail into a kindergarten classroom that's full yeah. of kids, yes, by all means. an odd example. Shoot that guy. <laughs> it's a very specifically <laughs> odd example. Yes. I'm only a very specific odd example. <laughs> by all means, shoot that guy. A five-year-old like... runs his bike onto your onto your grass, and, and you are in your room. Shoot a kid. I can't even fathom this story. It's so unbelievable. I do like that you didn't go with like, oh, someone points a gun at you and says they're going to shoot you. You can fire back. No, it's it's a Molotov cocktail outside of a room of small children and they're getting yeah. ready to throw it in. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it painted it painted a picture, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now like all I can see is Hayden Christensen chopping down younglings. That's oh all man, yeah. Somebody should have shot that guy. Somebody yeah. should have shot him. <laughs> oh man, but it's uh, a, it's an unreal story. This story yeah, is just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and Kyle, you had sent, like, a link separately to uh, to the, the story here where people were saying, like, oh, he deserved it and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just That's insane. Disgraceful. People are insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, man. I'm not going to bother about... reading the, uh, the thing because it's just. There's, there's cool. no just, I, okay, first of all, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, there is no justification to ever kill a five-year-old with a gun. There's just not. I don't care if that that five-year-old has a butcher knife and he's running at you. You don't sh- don't shoot a five-year-old. You can throw a pillow at him. Like, like you know... You can just uh, put Jer- your hand on his head with what? one hand. What if the five-year-old head? is getting ready to throw a Molotov cocktail into, <laughs> into a room full of Into his classroom. <laughs> I, I guess maybe that's the one situation you shoot a five-year-old, but... I mean that's a that's a very specific that t- that really turned my example on its head. Nice job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to shoot him, right? You got to <laughs> kill the so. they got to kill the kid, so. or he's going to kill a bunch of kids. But I mean, there's no just this person's going to go to jail. They're going to get first degree murder guaranteed. There. I mean, I don't know what state what this was in. They might have the death penalty. I mean, that would probably be something that yeah. I would he's imagine a jury I don't would know. be he's death penalty. Yeah, I mean, if if it wasn't one of those states, I don't think a jury would be hard pressed to. Uh, put this man in a gas chamber or whatever they Crucifixion. use. <laughs> Why don't they put him in a room and have a small child throw a Molotov cocktail in through the window at him? The there you go, another classroom. Yeah, the whole classroom. Yes, yeah, an eye for an eye. They're all in the room throwing a Molotov cocktail at out this the window one at guy. Yeah. That yeah. that is, I mean, what a brave new world that would be if justice was sort of served <laughs> up in an eye for an eye fashion. Um. That would make it a, a probably a far more entertaining but very cold, cold world, I would think. Yeah. Nah, it's sort of like it a firing a squad. They all throw the, the thing, but only one of them is actually going to explode and catch them on fire, and the kids uh, don't know go. which one it is. I don't know how or, you would do that. but You could put a big wall up that so you can't yeah. see the guy and just say, hey, kids, uh, we're going to light these bottles on fire. Throw them over this wall. Oh, don't mind the screaming. You could do like the Hunger Games. Put them all in the Hunger Games. Whoever the, wins, they can have retrial. Put him oh, I see what you're okay, in the yeah. area in Area 51 and have our snipers trained to shoot him as they scramble around. Jesus, <laughs> that wouldn't last I mean, long at is, all. This is a Definitely. this. I just this story is just uh, it's. I like to to believe that this thing, this sort of thing, didn't used to happen, mm-hmm. but I'm not one of those people who believes that the world is getting worse and worse. I feel mm-hmm. like it's more of just the media that's telling us it's worse and worse. Because if you look at no, the real numbers and the data, <laughs> well, if you if you thought that was bad, I don't know if you guys looked at the link I sent out earlier today, which was a little late, so you might not have time to look at it. Really, uh, Greece just dropping 
thousands of migrants in the middle of the sea <laughs> on a what? raft. What? They, they take them out. They just take them out into the middle of the the sea, and they just put them on a raft with no moat or anything, and just leave them there. Why? Because they don't want them in their country. Well, I mean, I guess it's one way to deal at with least, it. At least I mean, one thousand and seventy-two I... people were expelled from the country since the. This is just since the pandemic began. Uh, 31 different incidences using evidence from multiple eyewitnesses, the Turkish Coast Guard, and independent watchdogs, whatever that means. Um, but yeah, they a uh, number of them were rescued uh, by uh, the Turkish Coast Guard. Um, but yeah, they just put them out in the in the middle of the the sea on a like an inflatable boat, essentially. I mean that's rough, but I mean I kind of understand it because mm-hmm. I mean. I, I feel like if America was in that situation, we would do that, too, instead of just, like, oh, you're at the border, you want to come in? No. We'd and have a fucking protest at the, at the area they're trying to take them out. But, I mean, it's not right to just take people to the middle of the ocean, because how many people are going to die? Yeah. Uh, so there are a couple of, them, of occasions all of them where were, they were dumped on an inha- uninhabited island as well. I mean, yeah, they were inject. Yeah. I mean this this is a horrible story as well and I mm-hmm. don't I don't think there's really any good justification to do this with human beings. I, yeah. I mean I don't care if they're migrants or not. Um because they are humans and we should respect life a, a lot better than that even if they are different and I feel like this is I mean I don't I don't, I don't want to get on a rant here but I feel like this is just this is sort of one of these instances where we can see a lot of cultures, including American culture today, in my opinion, demonizing the outsiders and treating and treating them as sub subhumans mm-hmm. to feel better about ourselves or feel better about our situation, or at the very least, which is a kind of a fascist tactic, to lay the blame on these people for the ills of your own society that you more than likely created yourselves. Hmm. You, you know, and and here living in Arizona we get a lot of this, you know, being a border state. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people here who have very deep hatred for Latinos. Mm. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me living here. Um, I, I do understand the arguments of there is a legal process to get in the country. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That is true. And that these people should be handled as illegal immigrants to a country, but that doesn't mean that you take them and put them on a raft in the middle of the ocean that doesn't have a rudder or supplies, essentially just leaving them to die. You know, you don't put toddlers in dog cages because they're brown. That's Mm -hmm. insane. And I, and, and it, it bothers me because it's it for a large group of the population. Now, this is just business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can understand one thing. It's like, there's I and I closed out of the link here. I guess there was some sort of deal with Turkey that they were supposed to hold on to these migrants for a while. Um, but it doesn't like you, like you said, I don't understand like all right, well, we instead of just sending them back, we'll just kind of leave them here for dead. I guess yeah, like a solution. I mean, you don't have somewhere you can put these people. You have an entire country. You don't have an abandoned warehouse somewhere that that you could buy spend like I don't know five hundred dollars on on a dozen cheap cots you could just be like well listen you can stay here we set up this house this crap shack for you or you can go back to your own country that at least is more humane 
than putting him on a boat in the middle of the ocean and going, see ya. Yeah. Yeah, At least you're giving him a choice. You don't give people a choice if you just dump him in the sea. There's no choice Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're not giving them the, the option to do the right thing either. If, I mean, if, I say do the right thing. I do the legal thing, I guess would be do the, the legal thing. And I mean, for yeah. some of these people, you know, I, we don't know their situations a lot of mm-hmm. times, you know, that being close to Mexico here, the cartel is a serious issue for Mexico. And there mm-hmm. are business owners and there are people whose lives are threatened by the cartel that, you know, I was I, I actually had an opportunity to talk to an illegal immigrant who was here and he was working as a as a chef and he sends most of his money back to his family. But he was telling me he, and, and he was explaining the cartels and how they worked in Mexico. And he said, yeah. oh, well, it's different than the mafia. And he's like, yeah. see, the mafia in New York, they would say, hey, you run this business. You need to pay us, you know, 20 percent of your your profit or we're going to mm-hmm. come in here and trash your store and break your legs. And he yeah. said, no. That's not what they do in Mexico. He says, they go up to somebody and say, hey, give us 20% of your business. And the guy says no. And they're like, okay, they leave. Go kill your family and then come back and say, now we're going to take your business. And then they kill that person. And that's insane. Like, I don't know. I would probably leave that country too and just deal with whatever repercussions I had to deal with. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it at a certain point. It's just like they're dropping people in the middle of the ocean. That's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they should stop that. Yeah, it's, I know it's Greece is in a bizarre. really bad place. You know, mm-hmm. they were in a bad place before the pandemic. I can't, I mean, I'm sure that country is just completely screwed at this point, but I don't know if that's the answer. I would argue not. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't oh, think yeah. the answer is ever just, hey, let's just put people <laughs> into the ocean. I don't know if that's ever a, a solution to a problem. You know, honestly, if we take all of the, the citizens of our country and drop them in the ocean, our number of coronavirus cases is going to plummet. It's going to be great. That's true. We'll get no, all of it. It's, it's going to spike off of that. Do you think if we put all of them in the ocean, nobody yes. on land, it'll count? Huh? Yes. People are, they're still going to try to say it's spiked. You know, we could, we could also just stop testing. That would also lower our numbers to zero. It's true. YOLO! Yeah, that lowers <laughs> the confirmed the cases, not the actual cases. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but yeah. I don't really have any other topics lined up. We're a little over an hour here. That went by quickly. Jesus. Um, I guess I'll ask you guys this: What are you guys streaming this week coming up? Uh, for me, it's just the same as usual, just Dead by Daylight, because I don't really have a whole lot of extra time to dump into a thing. But that's actually not really a lie, because during the pandemic, I actually <laughs> started playing uh, Dark Souls, and I went through. Nice. All, all three Dark Souls, and that was a blast. Uh, but had you played Dead them before? Dead by Daylight. No, I had not. Oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, I. It, it was very frustrating. Kyle would agree with me. He loves those games. Uh-huh. The first time through was <laughs> man, that was frustrating. But now I'm on no, my like so seventh playthrough of Dark Souls three, oh. and I'm just like running past people. And going, <gasps> I don't need to kill this guy. <laughs> I don't even need to do these bosses. I can just skip this. <laughs> I forgot. I'll. I'll Nova, what are you? I'll let you talk first. What are you? Uh, what are you streaming this week? Uh, I'm gonna be streaming some Dead by Daylight since I get to spend some more time with Django this week. Um, nice. I want to play some Bioshock. I got my capture card. Cool. It's just there's been so much going on. I haven't had time to set it up yet. Hmm. So I just what kind did you get? Up. Um, it's an Avery Media. It was like ninety nine dollars. Oh, okay. 
it's easy to like install. It's just getting that last step done that's giving me the pain. Um, yeah. I was debating on playing some Spyro because like last oh, month nice. I got the Reignited trilogy, but yeah. I just I haven't gotten around to play it because I've been playing everything else. Um, and definitely some Rogue Company since the new nice. game modes out. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I played through the Spyro Reignited when that came out. Got all the achievements. My girlfriend Lindsay and I uh, have been playing through that the last couple of days here because she's never played it. So yeah. I've been uh, she's been we literally played that earlier before dinner. Oh, um, wow. And uh, so we're almost done with the first game. I'm what I'm doing is I'm letting her play through the level and she'll get to the end and anything she misses or struggles with, like she's not good at like long glides in that game mm-hmm. or some of the more. Uh, complex maneuvers i guess you'd say where it requires like twitch reaction she's terrible at that so i'll handle that <laughs> but for the most part she's playing through it herself so yeah so we're almost done with the first one um yeah i this is what i was gonna touch on i i had my uh punishment my first punishment stream yesterday we're recording this on the 16th streamed on the 15th where i played through dark souls 3 with the broken straight sword taking shots of hot sauce every time i die it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so what's your final death counter? Because I watched some of that. We're at eleven only. I got oh, so my, I got through the first box. Um, gun. How uh, was it? Eric's Gundir. Yes. Uh, I forgot how to pronounce his first name, but yeah, it's Gundir something Gundir. And uh, I got through him first try. Got to the Firelink Shrine. Got the Broken Straight Sword and everything. We got all the way to. Um, Vort of the Boreal Valley, which is the second boss. I got all the way to him with two HP, mind you. I, did, I ran out of uh, Estus Flask to heal. I ran out of that. I summoned the same guy, I think, twice or three times. We got all the way to him, and then my guy died, and I took a stray like arrow or something and died. Oh, no, we got all the way to him. It, it might as well have been, yeah. And I took a, a shot of hot sauce to the face. <laughs> but, <laughs> I watched you. Yeah. I watched. I, ch- I jumped in when you were playing against the dancer of the oh, real valley uh, did so you, hard did you get past it with the broken sword no no we uh so what i ended up doing we got like i said we uh first of all i think i only died to enemies five times five or six times at most the rest of the time was me jumping off of tall areas and falling to my death like an idiot yes that unnecessarily. was <laughs> that was most of my dark souls one run was just <laughs> falling to my death so, for- no reason. Most of them were just me trying to rush through. Like mm. the one I was at Firelink Shrine, I was like, all right, I'm going to cut back to the the bonfire and uh, teleport back to wherever it was I was going. Jumped off the top area, fell to my death. I was like, fuck. Oh, no. Later on, uh, there's a uh, like a bell tower you have to climb at the Undead Settlement. And uh, I got to the top, I think three times in a row, I tried jumping off of the lift too quickly, fell to my death just because I was trying to rush through. I was like, God damn it. Impatience, the number yeah, one killer in a dark Souls literally game. killed me. Impatience. I don't know how many times, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, but yeah, we got to the dancer of the Boreal Valley, and I just could not do enough damage to kill her. And I have the dried finger, which lets you summon an extra person. So I had three people. Every single time, they died right away. Like none of the people I summoned were good enough to to help me kill her. We might have gotten her down like fifteen percent of the way. Like she was still at, like eighty five percent health every time could not do enough damage to kill her and so i backtracked and i got all the items in ever in the areas we were in so far but i just have to grind it out and level my character up to do more damage because as it is there's just no way 
Yeah. So we uh we ended the stream there. It was a little over four hours. Um, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought. We uh, it helped that I survived long enough at times that I didn't have to do I didn't have to drink too much of the hot sauce, uh, at a time because that would have been really frustrating sitting there doing one after another, which only happened a couple of times. But it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I was just really happy at the beginning that I got so far without dying. I was like, oh thank God. What kind of hot sauce was it? Out of curiosity, I love hot sauce. Uh, Frank's Red Hot. Oh, just a wing sauce, yep. hot buffalo. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't want to go anything too much. Based, cayenne pepper yeah. based uh, hot sauce, not bad. I didn't so want to go like anything a, yeah. too much because I thought I was going to die a lot more, or I would have bought something a little bit hotter. The, the main reason it's a punishment too is because I actually hate that sauce. I don't like oh. like buffalo sauce. Oh. It yeah. tastes bad to me. I can, I, I can just taste wise. I don't like them. I really uh, just don't like them. I like ones with like specific flavorings added to them. I I'm kind of right there with you. I would rather have like a garlic parmesan herb like dry mm-hmm. rub than like yeah. that buffalo shit. <laughs> yeah, it's basic bitch. It's basic bitch. <laughs> I don't know what I'm streaming tomorrow, but Tuesday Mortal Shell comes out, which is a Souls like game. So I'm streaming that the rest of the week. Mm. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Kyle, uh, you would be surprised to see that Frost stopped by my stream. Very interesting. Interesting. Why did yeah, he do that? Yeah, stopped by. Chat up. I, no idea. He was chatting up for a bit. I think he's going to buy a jersey. <laughs> I don't know if he actually did or not. Wow. But uh, Oh, the other jersey came in. Oh, it did? Nice. I just need to send it to her now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it... Uh, it went well, the stream. I was really happy with it. We had a lot of people show up. We were in double digits for most of it, which was cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time. Uh, I'll probably grind it out off stream, but I might do that tomorrow. I don't, since I don't know what to stream, I might grind tomorrow in that. And then we'll set up a community challenge again to do another punishment stream where I continue that. I have so many points to spend. Let's go. <laughs> I did love it. I limited it last time. I think like 2,000 per stream people could donate to it. Because I thought of that in advance. I was like, someone is going to be sitting here with a ton of channel points and just donate it all at once. And I'm going to be screwed. Yeah. I have like 7,000 just sitting there because I don't need them for anything. Yeah. I, uh, I, I did a really bad job setting up for the stream too because the day before I had hot wings. I made them for lunch. Ooh. And then I, I drank the hot sauce on stream. And I was like, ah, shit, this isn't good. And then today... Uh, my girlfriend's brother got these weird... I don't know where he got them from. I think they ordered them online somewhere. But it's uh, extra spicy ramen, which I don't know how hot it actually is supposed to be. Uh, there's there's a regular spiciness and a two times spiciness one. I had the regular one. It was pretty spicy. So I don't know what the other one's going to be like. But I need to stop eating all this spicy food <laughs> at once because it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> When I ended the stream yesterday, I got off and I was like, all right, I'm rushing around to get ready to go to dinner. I get there. I'm like, my stomach's rumbling the whole car. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I should have eaten more than just four donuts today. <laughs> <laughs> you should have had a cracker or something. Yeah, I was the whole time I'm sitting here, I'm like, this is not like I need something to help like get like help to settle down as opposed to just eating garbage food or just all acidic in my stomach. I'm like, ugh. Uh, Kyle, are you streaming all this week? I, I personally have no idea. Hmm. You gotta get back into it, man. Gotta get you <laughs> I'm busy. Busy. Okay. That's Fair enough. Visible, right? <laughs> huh? Um, I don't know. I said stop being busy, forehead. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I work 10 to 
10 to 11 hours a day, so. As I said, stopping busy. Yeah. <laughs> I know those well, feels. I don't know if anyone else has anything else they want to add. Uh, just, uh, I'll just plug myself. Come check out my Dead by Daylight streams. Uh, I'm a, generally been playing a lot of Cannibal now that the Cannibal's gotten his buff. And I've been destroying people. So, you know, Twitch, Twitch TV slash Wicked Django. Then that's Django with a D. The D, the is, D silent. is silent. That's right. There you go. Yes. Nova, would you like to promote yourself as well? Uh, hi, I'm Nova. <laughs> I like to play some games and stuff and entertain people. Come hang out and take care of yeah. each other. Uh, XX Lady underscore Nova. Yeah, XX Twitch.tv. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go follow her on Twitter on one of the accounts that we decide to link this time. We'll see which one it, uh, we go with. Oh my god. And you don't use either of them. Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll figure it out. I'll just Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it this, this bitch got promoted in this podcast but she doesn't even use this? Why did they keep doing this? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, my Twitter yeah. is just at Wicked Django, one word. Sounds good. Yeah. He is silent. Uh, be sure to check out Deadjester Productions on Twitch. I I F A T E E. That is Kyle's uh, fate on Twitch. You stream mostly like Apex, I guess I would say, right? Yeah, the games where you can't grow on because you're a small streamer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get you there. We're going to get it. We're going to make it happen. Uh, but yeah. Go to digestproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff, social medias, got our merchandise shops. Uh, yeah, digesterprod on Twitter. So you only have a certain number of characters. Very disappointing. Uh, but yeah, go check everything out. Go check out Nova and Django on their Twitch channels. Thank you guys for being here. Really Thank appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Thank you for having yeah, us. Happy. Another one of our longer episodes. It's going to be fun to cut down. Have a read. Yeah, this has been episode. 31 of the Digest Productions podcast. Thank you everyone for being here.